0: Have you ever wondered what it takes to build a successful business in the Australian property industry? Well, you've come to the right place. Welcome to Business and Property Development, a monthly podcast in which industry leaders share their insights and experience with host, Harry Carademus. Hello and welcome to Business and Property Development. My guest in this month's episode is Danny Doff, Real Estate Agent and Principal of Lang and Simmons in Double Bay. In this episode, Danny and I discuss his journey into real estate and some of his advice when it comes to running a practice that in 2020 took out some of the highest accolades in the Lang & Simmons network. What's great about Danny is that despite the immense success he and his practice has achieved, he is still incredibly personable and down-to-earth. Most importantly, he remembers that in the midst of the day-to-day hustle, There's always room to shake it up and have a laugh to keep things interesting. So, how does he do it? Well, stick around and listen in. Without further delay, I hope you enjoy my conversation with Danny Doff. Danny, thank you for being with me today and for sharing your insights and experiences. Absolute pleasure, Harry. No problems. To get things started, I wanted to ask you a couple of brief questions so that our audience can get an understanding of who you are and, and, and what you do. So if I could begin by asking you know, where you were born and where you grew up. Uh, born here in Sydney, then proceeded to
1: move to South Africa for seven, eight years. My dad was a mining engineer and uh, instead of going to work in Kalgoorlie, decided to go work in South Africa. So my first years were growing up in South Africa and we moved back to Australia in 1978.
0: Did you do your schooling?
1: I did, you know, I started school there and, and then went to Double Bay Public School and then off to Scott's College. And then after that, went straight into a university degree, did economics and finance at uh, U- UWS.
0: You didn't want to get straight into real estate? No, well,
1: minute? my old man, he sort of didn't really want me to get into the game straight away. He wanted me to sort of forge my own career. So, I did a economics finance degree, went straight into the money market after that and had ball in my 20s. I think it was about 1999, I was getting the sick, sick of the market and I wasn't really going anywhere. So, sat the old man down with his, his mum at the time when she was alive and and pleaded for a job.
0: Give <laughs> me a job in real estate. I could be good at this. Just going back, um, so you mentioned South Africa yeah. for mining. Yeah. How did he get into Real estate? Real,
1: real estate. He, when they came back, the, my parents got divorced, so that's the main reason they got back, to, came back to Australia. And uh, dad was a very, very good squash player at the time. And he was playing sort of pro squash. Wasn't making much money in that in that sort of arena. So then thought it had to get a job in some way and he thought, let's get into real estate. So he started working for Spencer Simmons up in Potts Point where Lang and Simmons first originated. And I just remember when he'd be coming home and he'd be winning all these awards and trips away. And dad, let's go on these trips. No, I'm cashing it in. He opened uh, the first franchise, Lang & Simmons franchise, and he thought, "Well, pick Double Bay." He picked Double Bay, and his brother picked Bondi. So they had the eastern so was covered back then.
0: That's incredible. Okay, yeah. so found more success in real estate than mining. Yeah, than mining, Well, definitely. he wasn't. He
1: was going to come back and do yeah. mining. Go go live in Western Australia. He was always going to live in Sydney and yeah. playing a lot of squash. But then realized he had to make some money somehow. So he got into real estate. Just
0: okay. So you studied um, your economics, and then yeah. you went into the money markets. Yes. Yeah. Was there any difficulty in sort of getting work with your men?
1: Ron, my uncle, yeah. who worked in Bondi, said, I'll have him. And then, as soon as that happened, dad basically said, Yeah, okay, coming. And he made me do a typing course. He made me do, I did the license course. So he gave me a few things that I had to do, tick a few boxes and did all those. And I started in the year 2000. Very good. Yeah, so I, had, I got retrenched out of my old work, got a little payout, had three months off, had a ball. And then started January, basically January
0: first. So what did you start doing at that point in time? Well, what I didn't did know we... what to do.
1: My sister was working in the industry back then, and and I said, "What do I do, Belinda? What do I do?" She's, you know, no one told me what to do. You just, you know, here's a here's a phone book, here's the RP data stuff, and just start making phone calls. So start cold calling.
0: So this is cold calling. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so that's what I did: cold yeah. call,
1: door knock, letter drops. Everything that a young agent does when he starts out, build a network and, oh, it's tough. I mean, the amount of rejection that you get when you first start out, it it is, you know, you just have to keep getting getting back on the saddle and start making another call. Just forget about the last one, just make the next
0: one. Was real estate something that you were interested in or was it something that was a bit more secure because you knew your your family was, was in it?
1: I knew that I had a background, eight years of working in the money market where you had to get a buyer and a seller and put them together and you get a commission for it or a brokerage. So I was a broker back then, FX broker. So you had to develop relationships and I thought I was pretty good at that. Then when you think about real estate, it's the same thing. You get a buyer, you get a seller, you put them together, you make a commission. So And it's all about relationships. And I thought, I was, I thought I'd thought i be pretty good at that. And plus it was a lot more secure. Like the money market and the f- talking to banks every day, talking to the same person every day, it was tough. And plus I was always a junior, agent, junior broker and I couldn't get to that next level because all the other senior brokers were still there and they're still there to this day. So there wasn't much progression for me. And and I just love the fact in real estate, you're meeting different people every day. That's what I love about the game. Like, you know, you, you sell a house and you obviously keep in contact with those people, but you're meeting new people all the time. In the markets, you're talking to the same banks every day. It became... It's just a tough job yeah tough to job. do it over the long haul yeah and the guys are still doing it i still catch up with them every once in a while like yeah. 20 years down the track they're still doing it less
0: less vibrant than you are
1: <laughs> oh i just you know they're they're it's an incredible it's a drinking culture like they're just mm. always entertaining uh, always taking clients out it's yeah. really tough especially yeah. when you've got a family and when you when you haven't got another avenue to go to mm-hmm. that's all they've got you know and they've got the bills they've got mortgages and all that sort of stuff and they and they obviously pay well so they can't they get stuck and they can't get out of the industry because, you know, it's pretty hard to get out of the
0: industry and, you know, suddenly you earn nothing. Just out of curiosity though, real estate is also quite challenging in that it takes a huge amount of hours of legwork. And you you're obviously working on weekends Could be as well. Years. So did you have did you have family at the time when no. you So you are able to devote 120% to what you're doing. For sure, yeah.
1: You know, chasing business, you know, I'm still chasing business 10 years down the track, talking to the same people, still haven't sold. But I know when
0: they finally go to market, they'll call me. But you know, that's 10 years of lead work. In terms of guidance and mentorship, who did you lean on for your knowledge? You you came into it very raw, I guess, no knowledge. So did you lean on people? Yeah, of course, I had my
1: old man. I had my uncle, totally different eggs, but they definitely mentored me and helped me as much as they possibly can it was a little old school the way they did it and i'd like to uh, change it up a little bit more that i remember dads would say you got to talk to sellers you just got to talk to sellers and i said well i want to talk
0: to buyers as well because buyers will become sellers. So that's a different spin you put on it. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that definitely made a, an impact on the way the business started developing when you, I guess, came into it?
1: Yeah, it was very hard because mm-hmm. we bought the business in 2005 and dad was still very much part of the business. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, he, was the, he was like everything had to go by him. Mm-hmm. Still to this day, we, you know, still ask his opinion on things. Yeah. But yeah, but slowly but surely, we sort of started, you know, run the business the way we want to run it. And we're pretty much now 95%. Us and still, he's still there, okay. he'll still give his two cents worth.
0: And by us, you mean your, your business other, partners, your other yeah. principles? Yeah. Uh, in terms of uh, progressing
1: into company ownership, how did that unfold? Well, I remember very clearly, dad said, do you want to run this business by yourself or do you want to have business partners? And I went, you know what? I don't want to have what you went through. Like he was the, he was the sole owner and worked so hard. He'd be coming home at 10 o'clock every night, I hardly ever see him, never come to my sport events. Uh, I remember one time he came to my sport event I was in 38 never forget it saw him and I just got out straight away I got nervous <laughs> so he never really it was all about work for him yeah. and I thought well no I don't want to be like I want to have business partners and so I can spend more time with the family and it's worked out well because we've all got our different sort of niches you know we've been together for a long time now 15 years.
0: I, I actually won't forget this uh, and I actually wrote it down there was a LinkedIn post that you'd sent out It's just a cracking set of stats. So 15 years with your business partners for starters. 16 now. 16 now. You were the number one income producing office, the number one auction listing office, and the number one in the amount of sales. And this is for the entire Lang Simmons Network, so. The sales was
1: a big one, especially last year. And when you're talking, you know, we've got a big network in New South Wales Mm -hmm. and they tend to get a lot more sales out, you know, out West and in certain other areas of Sydney and, and New
0: South Wales. You know, with the growth of the Lang & Simmons Double Bay business, I'd like to understand a little bit more about how over the past 15 years you've grown that into what it is today. Well, we, to keep the best staff, you need to
1: offer them equity. We had two really good people working for us and now they're my business partners. So we basically locked them in back in 2005. 2005. So they couldn't go anywhere.
0: <laughs> and that was... Uh, Delene, Delene and Stephen. Stephen. So they were working as, uh, as employees and they worked their way up. In terms of the business foundations that you three bought to the fore, what were some of those things that enabled Lang and Simmons Double Bait to turn into being able to produce these stats? What do you do that's so special? I think
1: we're working principles. We're, we're not principles that just work on the business. We actually, you know, we're salespeople. And I think what we've done is just be very good at that. But most of our business comes from the three of us. And you know, we'd like to change that going forward now because as we get older, we want to have people working under us. So our big focus is now is is a- attracting young talent and nurturing them. So we're starting to do
0: that a lot more now. Have you thought about Things like succession planning, yeah. Like well, that's what Firing, doing. Your, firing yeah. yourself, yeah. Basically,
1: yeah. you know, I, it's just, I'll be like my old man. I'll still be doing what I'm doing today, but we need to build um, a team with below us to mm. you know take over the business down the track.
0: Do you find that as a, a challenge? Yes, yeah, very. Yeah.
1: Like that's probably the number one challenge we have is is finding talent and 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 keeping talent. You know, once they start, once they're talented, they you know their heads start to grow a little bit. You know, to manage managing a team is
0: probably still work in progress. Just back, going back on the idea of business partners. So you've been together for a really long period of time and you said, you know, you've got different niches, which is probably something that would help gel you two together mm. or gel you three together. What is it about the three of you that's enabled you to stick together for so long? Cause you know, you've got, you, you could be in um, different stages of family, different yeah. stages of your work careers, headspaces.
1: I think when we first started was, we didn't really work as a team, it was just dog eat dog but now we're grown up a little bit and we worked out that we need to keep this team together. Now it's it's all about trust. We've stayed together because of the trust. Rarely do we have an argument. Obviously we want to try and keep overheads down and that's our that's also a big focus of ours. But it's just we get on. We've always got on. We've always had up. Of course we've had arguments. You know that's in any business, but the main thing I found is with especially with the business partners, is don't take anything too personally because it's only business. And everyone's had a different stage in their life as you're staying. And just, you know, we've, dealt, we've developed a niche, uh, you know, our strengths, and it's just gelled together. Like, you know, Stephen's all about the business and the money and the overheads and all that sort of stuff. Ste- and Deline's all about just making money. She's a powerhouse. And I believe that I'm bringing good things to team culture and, and keeping the office together and, you know, trying to grow the team.
0: So just uh, on the ideas of business culture, I mean, that's that's obviously something that employees see as really important. And I personally think is one of the main reasons why you stick around in the business to enjoy. Yeah, I think culture about.
1: is very important now. Culture yeah. now is a lot better than it has been in the past.
0: Would you mind elaborating on what you do? I know this is a little bit different to what was, but it's actually quite interesting and very valuable.
1: You always be present, always have the door open for people to come in, always take your phone calls help them out as much as you possibly can. I think open door policy is the main thing because a lot of people in this game, they close their door and do not disturb me. Mm -hmm. I remember the old man used to have a sign, do not disturb me, do not open this door. I'm always at all the events. I'm always making sure that I'm there on time and being there for people. Let's do what you say you're going to do. Um, Because you never know, your next staff member might be a a competing agent. So I'm nice to everyone.
0: Something which I've noticed on social media a lot is Godfrey. Can we talk about him? (laughs) Sure. It started last year uh, before COVID, well,
1: around COVID. And I just wanted to have fun. I sort of got a little bit, you know, everyone's doing the same stuff. I want to be a little bit different. And I thought there's a lot of mannerisms of Godfrey that, I've sort of developed over the years with my friends and we joke around watching, you know, Caddyshack and all that sort of stuff. So I've always had a bit of fun with it. He's always been there, but, you know, now he's coming out as a... As a character, it has got a persona. Yeah, he's yeah. got a persona. So you know, it's not for everyone. Yeah. You know, some people just like think it's just a little bit stupid, and my sister thinks it's very stupid. But just, I think to put a smile on people's face, and it gets a lot more eyes these days than a normal video. So
0: it's it is engaging. I I look at all the I look at all the videos, <laughs> and, and it is different, very different. Which yeah. I, I would like to highlight is you've been in the game for a really long time so it's, it's a way of keeping it fresh yeah for yourself it's, as yeah well.
1: it just can be different um and and having fun because i think i think this game's a really tough game and you can't have a have fun then why do it you need to be passionate you need to love what you're doing and have fun with it and godfrey's my Alter ego. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> that's <your friend. laughs> yeah, that's your fun. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, Godfrey hell uh, So, yeah, I'm having fun. That's do you amazing. um Do you find that it adds to your workload much, or have you got nah, that? No, no, nah, uh, no. I got
1: yeah. I've got the next one happening on Monday. I know exactly what I'm going to say. It's yeah. just you need to look at the property and you know to work out what are the good things about the property and and then just you know have fun with it.
0: Uh, in terms of Work-life balance is something that's quite important. As a, I guess, a new business owner being myself and a, a very experienced business owner being yourself, what was it like when you first started? Well, you, didn't, you didn't have a family when you, when you first started, but then did you devote all your time to work or was it was there much work? I was still time? single,
1: so I was having, still having fun. I've always had fun. Yeah. But you know, when you have to work, you have to work. And so if that means you have to be at an appointment at 10 o'clock at night or exchanging a contract at midnight, I mean, you just got to do it. So it's not like that all the time. When it's on, it's on. Same with the money market back then. Around July, around school holidays, it quieted off a little bit, so you had a bit of time off. And around Christmas, it also quiet down a bit, so you have time off. And through the year, you're flat out, but then, you know, everything sells and you have a couple of days off, you know, or you're not at open for inspections because everything's sold you're Back to spending, you know, going home cooking dinner for the kids, but you're out when, when you're on, you're on, you have to get on.
0: Do you find that that's changed much now that you've got a team behind you, or do you still when it's same on? It's on, yep.
1: it's great. We've got some really good young sales staff coming through now, and you know, I'm very proud of them.
0: So, yeah, it helps you alleviate your, yeah,
1: it's great when you're seeing these young kids listing 10 million dollar houses, it's yeah. fantastic, yeah, that'll be real. <laughs> yeah, i got one video launching today, and it's uh. This young guy, Sebastian, he's got this listing in um, on the cliff at Dover Heights. It's an amazing house, and he's like, he's had a heap of people, lots of contracts, and it's going to be hopefully a really good sale for him at the end of the month, which is great to see. He gets a, you know, gets a good name out there and starts building his brand and his profile, and we're there, hundred percent behind him.
0: Now, as a very high performance individual, just mentioned, you're on the whole time. Do you ever need to take time to? some me time or is- uh,
1: I'm up at 5 30 every morning got a gym in my garage and so I've got boys coming over every morning training with me so I spend between 5 30 and 6 30 down there if I can I'm home at 5 30 to cook dinner for the kids and I really enjoy that time especially spending time my daughter loves to cook you know I love spending time with her and we do little videos together and I just enjoy that time with her so much and my son loves to box so I spend you know he's a fitness freak and so we train together and so we've got different interests and
0: in terms of, if we we're um, just talking about family, what kind of decisions did you make to protect your time with your family? Because I guess if you want, you can let work absolutely take over. Did you do anything in particular that just meant that you could be home at 5.30? Or uh,
1: You know, get things done. Mm. Get things done in the day. And then, you know, sometimes I'll get home at 5.30, but then I'll have to go back out again. So just juggling your day, making sure that you, you do your prospecting every day, do what you have to do and then get home and then if you need to go out some nights early in the week we I love to go to the auctions and see what what's happening out there
0: so what would be some of the rules I guess that you've developed over time with regards to conducting business never ever
1: burn bridges that's a very important thing that my old man taught me back in the day never ever burn any bridges Uh, do what you say you're gonna do never be late keep your overheads low and over communicate always call vendors regardless of good news or bad news, uh, always be on top of that. Yeah, I hate getting a phone call back in the day and you you, you just regretted making, you just didn't want to make that phone call and the vendor calls you. It's like, be on top of it. Call them before they call you. And I had to get some bad news this morning and I just banged straight on the phone. Sorry, but just onwards and upwards, c'est la vie. Yeah, getting it done, yeah. Yeah. I think that's probably number one rules is just be on top of it. Make sure you get back to your vendors with either good news or bad news.
0: If you were to do anything differently over your over your career in real estate, what would you say to your startup self? If you were to look back at your, when you first got into it, into the game, as compared to where you are now, what would you say to your, your young self?
1: I, I, to be brutally honest, when I came to this game, I think I had a bit of a chip on my shoulder. I thought that I saw my old man, I thought, yeah, I could be exactly the same as him. So I think looking back, um, you have gotta be real. You just gotta be yourself. I think I rushed into a lot of things back then. I didn't listen properly. Um, Listening is so important. I wanted to blab out and talk and, you know, talk over the top of people. And I think it's very, if I look back now, it's just like be yourself, listen.
0: Do you think in terms of... You' trying to be very extroverted about it that you weren't being you weren't being your real self or yeah no yeah. I was
1: just putting on a I was being probably a bit cocky. you know you'd learn scripts and dialogues but and you in your training and all that sort of stuff and it didn't it didn't resonate very well with me. you had to say, you have to say it in a way that feels natural and I was very scripted back then.
0: I guess that's that's part of where maybe Godfrey is. <laughs> it just kind of you know, it's it's real. Then it becomes yeah. real. You yeah, know? yeah, it's very natural, and it's yeah. like because you know, if you're having fun, yeah. you're being yourself. Yeah, so. that's right.
1: You know, I, I see uh, the trainers out there and they doing the scripts and dialogues, but just have to be. You have to make it feel like it's natural and incorporate your learnings and your teachings into it. But yeah. you have to be yourself,
0: uh, Danny. Thank you so much for no uh, talking with me today. Yeah, very no much looking at all. forward to sharing it. This is the end of my conversation with Danny Doff. I hope you got a lot out of this episode. For me, this episode reinforced the importance of a couple of business concepts. Firstly, attracting and retaining talent. This seems to be a recurring theme amongst all my conversations. It's been interesting to see how each of my guests has been tackling this issue. How do you find the best people? And keep them so that your business has consistency and one day you can begin phasing yourself out and passing on the baton the second is the development of workplace culture in Danny's case it's about having an open door and making sure that you understand what's going on with your employees beyond their day to day at work if you remember my conversations with Andre and Adam a huge reason for their success is that they put their teams first well that's it for me I'd like to thank you again for listening in, and I'll catch you next month. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Business and Property Development. Join us next month for more insights from people whose business is property. To subscribe and listen to other episodes, head over to businessandpropertydevelopment dot com dot au.